Hi, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I'm your host, Autumn Frisbee. All right. Um, thank you, and welcome to the, sh- the podcast today, everyone. Um, we are excited to have Melissa Martz on our show today. And I just wanted to say to begin with that I was very inspired by meeting you, um, that you have such a fight for our families and our freedoms. And I'm really excited to support your run for um, Florida's 18th Congressional District for Congress. So um, I just wanted to say first off that um, the urgency in our community for our parents to just stand up and take a stand for our families is really what I see you doing. um, And it's a great example of what we all can do. So I'm excited to share your story today. Um, Would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yes, of course. And I just want to reciprocate and say thank you for the gracious introduction. And I am um, also inspired by what you are doing and what um, many women and mothers like you are doing in our community. I agree. There's a great urgency. Um, So with that, I will tell a little bit about myself. I am a homeschooling mother. Um, I'm an attorney. I'm a yoga instructor. I have been and continue to be a child advocate. I had um, focus, great focus on anti-child trafficking, um, and now some of that focus has shifted onto our constitutional rights and protecting those rights. Um, I am a an owner of a nonprofit for single mothers. I have been a single mother. It's a cause that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, people may know that I've, I've sued Palm Beach County over the mask mandate and the way it's affecting our community. Um, I have a great concern, great concern for what's going on in the world right now. And at the moment, I'm, I'm doing all that I can. And that's, you know, what's ultimately led me to, to run like I'm running. Um, but that gives a, a brief synopsis of a little bit about myself. Of course, there's more. And um, that's kind of the gist of it, though. Okay, great. And um, was there a catapult or um, a current issue that really compelled you to decide to run for Congress? Because I know putting your family out there is kind of a, a little bit risky, as as we've seen. Yeah, well, I, I will address that, that idea of risk. Um, but to answer the first part of the question, um, it, it wasn't one thing in particular, it was the onslaught and the the, the litany of constitutional abuses that just came at us this year, um, you know, from lockdowns, forced social distancing, forced masking. Um, there's a hard push now to take away our firearms. Our election was stolen from us, free, free and fair election, just out the window. Um, so it really was the culmination of all these different infringements on our God-given sovereignty and individual liberties that caused me to run. Um, I agree that there there is risk and there is sacrifice in running and authentically wanting to be a public servant to the people. Um, but I say it like this. A lot of people think that if they comply, if they don't stand up, if they don't sacrifice up front, that somehow, almost like Stockholm Syndrome, the government will take care of us, will somehow be spared. Um, and it is my view that that is not the case. Um, I, in a, in a sense, don't feel that I had a choice but to do all that I could do, including run, um, because I think we are at the precipice of that I, that idea and that statement, give me liberty or give me death. Um, I, I have to do this, in my opinion, for the future of my child and the future for this nation and the next generation. 
Yes, that is so well said. Um, I think that risk and choice right now, it's it's not really an option for us to kind of sit back idly um, and watch what unfolds, especially when it comes to our children. Um, we are seeing a battle right now between um, the, you know, the local government um, and our school district in Palm Beach County. And can you describe what you've been doing in regards to that? I know I've seen parents um, really kind of start to step up now saying we want the masks removed, lots of interest in homeschooling. Um, so can you speak on that regard? Yeah, sure. So there's a few things that I can say about this. Um, so the first is that I, I did sue along with uh, three other attorneys. We sued Palm Beach County against their mask mandate. Um, that case is still ongoing. We There were many lawsuits like this across our state, across the nation. Um, we are the first case to be presented to the Florida Supreme Court. So right now that's where our case is. Um, they have the discretion to decide to take the case or not take the case. There's a petition going around right now that people can sign um, to let the Supreme Court know how strongly we feel that they need to hear this case um, and to not drop the ball like our U.S. Supreme Court did on the election fraud issue because it's it's within their discretion. Um, so that, that was the beginning of the journey of uh, fighting for choice in masking. I want to be clear. I am pro-freedom, uh, pro-medical autonomy, pro-our Constitution. I think if people want to choose to to mask themselves with a medical device that's absolutely their choice so i'm not anti-mask i'm um, pro-freedom right so that obviously affects our, our children and then what we've seen the the governor has um exercised some of his power to put out these executive orders to demand that all of these mandates be invalidated. And yet, even with that, we see a usurping of that power in our school systems. So they claim they've found a loophole, but you know they really haven't. It's just blatant tyranny and um, you know power power hungry rogue government. Um, and so, because there doesn't seem to be a lot of enforcement of these executive orders, they're getting away with it at this moment. Um, I wrote a letter to the governor, an open letter. I handed it to him personally, asking him to please put some teeth behind um, these orders because they're they're useless if they don't have the backing of our police officers, the backing of our attorney general, um, and you know he he could do more to specifically address the schools. So I think it was a few days after or maybe a week after and then i think it was yesterday or the day before he did make a public statement that school children should absolutely not be wearing masks um the other key player in our government is richard corcoran he's the commissioner of the um florida department of education and he himself put out a letter to all the superintendents saying that Parents should have choice because the evidence, the scientific evidence isn't there. It doesn't work. It doesn't stop the spread. So what are we doing? Furthermore, it has the opportunity to impede learning and education. So he recognizes this and he, you know, tells everyone there should be choice. But again, nothing materialized. We still have counties, particularly Palm Beach County, that are, that are digging their heels in and refusing to give choice to these students and these parents. I wrote him a letter, an open letter, because um, his office refused to take an appointment, which is pretty disturbing. These are public servants refusing to take appointments with the public. Um, one thing I addressed in that letter and, and a thing that people can do apart from writing letters and calling um, 
is that they can, any, all of us are mandatory reporters of child abuse. I had always suspected that this was abusive to our children. That's my view. That's why I don't mask my own child. Um, but we've recently had a group of parents in Palm Beach County come together and have their children write their own testimonies from their own words why they don't want to wear the mask anymore. Eight pages of child testimony that was read to the Palm Beach board and was read to the, um, the school board. And it's objective evidence that these kids are being physically, emotionally, and psychologically abused. So as, you know, as a mandatory reporter, I've put a report in with DCF. Um, and I've reminded Mr. Corcoran that he's also a mandatory reporter now that he has, you know, knowledge that this is going on. Um, I have been presently surprised and happy to see, like you're saying, in this time, parents are, are starting to awaken to the real harm that this poses to their children. Um, I think at the beginning of this, a lot of people kind of like what I was saying earlier, they thought, okay, we'll just comply. It'll be over soon. It'll work out well for us. It's just for a short while. Well, now we're over a year in and people are starting to experience the harms of, of being complicit with something that maybe didn't resonate in their heart or in their spirit. So um, now, now the, the parents are coming out in mass, but, you know, rallies and emails and showing up. And it is my personal belief and opinion that beyond our governor, beyond Mr. Corcoran, the real change is going, we're going to see the real change um, as the people unify with one another and say no more through these, you know, various ways that we can have our voice. So, um, I mean, that's just what I've been doing. And it's something that everybody can do. Everybody can show up. Everybody can write letters. I mean, I pulled my kid out uh, the the end of, of last year when all this was starting because I could see, I intuitively felt where this was going. Um, and I, it's the personal advice that I would give to anyone to to do all the research and whatever that, that they could to see if it could work for them. Um, that's just my personal op opinion, but you know, everybody's got to come to that conclusion on their own. Right. And I definitely think people are starting to awaken, like you said, and notice that their freedom isn't quite what they thought it was. Um, and I want the listeners to know that they have choices. Like the public school system is really, um, it's not a neutral environment any longer for your children. Um, it's one of those things that it's like they do need to come to realize that there are options, especially in Palm Beach County to homeschool. There is alternative education where you can find a place where you can drop your kid off where, um, you know, it is a more free, free education type of environment. Um, could you talk like as a homeschool mom yourself, can you give a little insight to the freedom that you found this year just homeschooling your son? Uh, yes. So it has been a, a wonderful fit for our family. It's actually something I had intended to do when he got a little older, um, but I was kind of forced into it a little early because of the state of our um, community. So I, I was homeschooled myself uh, briefly. God bless my parents. They tried to homeschool us for a year and we were just awful. <laughs> I, have so much, I have so much guilt. I feel so bad now. Um, we were not good candidates to be homeschooled. Um, but my child, I knew he would be and he's loved it. And it, yes, I mean, as, as a parent, it's actually been um, easier because, well, first of all, I, you know, getting up, we would get up so early in the morning and I, 
my undergrad is in biology. I come from a medical family. I understand, you know, the neurology of a, of a growing brain. They, they should be sleeping. You know, they're supposed to get a certain amount of hours of sleep and because they're growing and it's a necessity. And I just even, even just the flexibility and the schedule of allowing him time to sleep and not having to wake him up, the fact that he can wake up naturally. Um, we have a lot of freedom just physically, you know, where if we want to go somewhere, travel somewhere, take a field trip somewhere, visit somebody. Um, so there's a lot of freedom in that sense, but there's also a lot of freedom in what he's learning. And that I think is important for parents to realize too. I mean, there's tons of options for curriculums out there if you don't want to come up with it on your own, but you can also pull, you can piecemeal, you can pull, you can have your a standard curriculum, and then you can create your own and you can sub it out. And um, that is really important to me. I was briefly a, a teacher. I taught high school biology. I was before I was a mother, so I didn't cut the muster. Um, <laughs> I couldn't handle the discipline aspect of my D-level school, high school biology. But the teaching part, I loved. Um, and I love I love learning. I'm, you know, I went on to higher education. I think it's very important. But the part that I love about learning is when you love to learn. And when you have freedom over what they're learning and how they're learning, you can facilitate um, a natural love for information and for learning. So if my, you know, my son's been interested, for example, in polar bears. So we decided to do a project on polar bears. You know, I mean, we just had the complete freedom and autonomy to do that. And when he's interested in something, there's no work on my end. You know, he just runs with it. He runs with an idea. It's, I mean, it's amazing when kids have an authentic interest in something. They don't need, you don't need to stand over them with a ruler. Um, and it's also affirmed to me that you know, there's, you can train your kids to, so my son's a little older. Um, he'll be, he, he'll be 11 this year. So I, you know, I, I can't speak to um, homeschooling younger children, except that I remember, uh, you know, I pretty, you pretty much teach them everything they need to know anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> before they go to school, right? Because like, you want them to know their ABCs and their one, two, threes. You're the one that's really, te- and reading, I mean, you know, you kind of end up doing that anyway, um, so that they're ready. <laughs> So, but anyhow, um, you know, it's been, it's just been wonderful to, to be able to nurture that with complete freedom and complete autonomy. And I've given him the tools to be independent. That's what, what I wanted to say. There's a lot of independent learning in my house. It's not that I, that we don't ever sit down and work together, that I'm not monitoring him, but I'm teaching him to be an independent learner. And when you teach your your kids that skill, um, it just, it really is not as challenging as even I thought it would be. It turned out that it was a lot less challenging and a lot more freedom um, than I even projected there would be in in the reality of it. Right. Yeah. And that's a good point. Um, And just to kind of go back, I know that we talked a little bit about the mass situation in schools, but I I keep telling people that the mask is only a small percentage of the reason um, our schools are kind of losing ground um, with people and, and with education. It's like, they're not, they're no longer just teaching reading, writing and arithmetic. They're teaching race ideology and SEL and, um, you know, sexual education. And then they're sending the homework home for the parents to do the reading and the writing and the arithmetic. And so it's like, you're also having to homeschool them on top of sending them out of the house for eight hours. Um, so I just, I wanted to say to parents out there, how can they feel compelled to get involved with the school board or to run for, for office like you have, um, 
Can you talk a little bit about what our responsibility is as a parent? Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, my son is out of the out of the system, and yet I continue to show up. Um, and that's because I care about our community and the world that he grows up in, and I care about the other children. I say when you become a mother, and I think most mothers can relate to this, you, it's like you become a mother to everyone. Um, so this is an important message for not even those that have their kids actively in the school system, but everyone, grandmothers, grandparents, um, can and should be involved because this is our future. Um, but to empower people, the the resource that I would give in particular, I, I recently listened to a presentation you may be familiar with, uh, Freedom Works and Laura Zork. Um, it was an unbelievable eye-opening, a horrifyingly eye-opening about just what you're talking about, what's being taught in the schools, critical race theory. She goes through real-life examples of what's, what's being taught. Um, and then the solution to that is that they offer this program that is a six-week program, I believe it can be done online, um, that will train people, train parents on how to run and how to get involved. And for those that are, you know, I've never had a problem. I, I naturally am not a shy person. I, I naturally been a fighter from some of my own life experiences. I've been somebody that has, hasn't had trouble speaking up where I see injustice, but not everybody's built that way. Um, and this organization helps, you know, helps people to feel empowered, how they can approach, what they can say. And if they feel so moved as to run, which is really what we need, if we want to hold on to this system and we don't want to see it completely crumble and build anew, which is actually my personal preference, People, if the people want to hold on to it, um, they need to re-infiltrate these school boards because it's not it's it's not freedom loving constitutionalists that are sitting on these boards. Um, so this Freedom Works is a great resource for anyone that's thinking they might want to take it to that next step. Okay, that's great, and I will link back to that in the show notes today. Um, and then, just to kind of finish up, what is the best way that listeners can support you in your run for Congress? What do you need from us as um, your community? Well, thank you very much for asking, um, because like I say, I'm I am one person, you know, just doing what I believe is my part and what I can do. Uh, but the reality of what I'm doing in running is that it's to represent people. So if the people are not on board, you know, first of all, there's no point in me running, but but that's what it's going to take is all of us coming together as we the people. Um, and the, the best way that people can do that if they're interested um, would be to sign up as a volunteer. I, I plan on getting my candidate forms as as the way of getting on the ballot and not not paying the money, but going door to door and getting people's signatures to be on the ballot. And that takes manpower. So um, certainly signing up to volunteer. And then the other thing that I've been asking of people, um, because I, you know, people, people donate money and that's, and that's great. And obviously it's a, it's a, a necessary evil. And I, I do think it is very evil that, um, that this is a part of campaigning, but I will not ask for money if someone feels so moved, great. Uh, what I'm asking for from people is to take a car magnet. I have car magnets um, that can be, you know, you, you put it on your car and it's basically an in-kind donation to the campaign um, for advertisement and to get the message out there. It's got the website, um, which is also where people can sign up and learn more information. And I, um, 
as I should, make myself as available as possible to anyone that wants to learn more about why I want to represent the people and how I would represent the people. Um, my website is my name, so it's relatively easy. M-E-L-I-S-S-A-M-A-R-T-Z as in zebra, melissamarts.com. And that's where people can sign up and learn how to help. That's great. Do you have any next events coming up? Uh, next event. Uh, well, we did have something that got canceled. It was a bummer. It wasn't my, I didn't organize it, but um, we had we had a rally that got canceled. But there is there is a rally I know for Palm Beach County for parents on the 19th. Um, there's an event at the, the, I think there's a tea party event coming up on June 7th. Um, and the, the incumbent is actually speaking at that event. So I think it's really important for people to self-educate, to ask the hard questions. I will be at that event. So I will be available for questioning and so will the incumbent. So that would actually be a great event for people to attend that just, you know, want to learn more and uh, decide who is best to represent them. That's great. Well, um, I hope to see you at one of those events coming up here. And um, I really appreciate your time today coming on the show. And I look forward to our community um, coming out, excuse me, to support you and your run for Congress. So thank you. Thank you, Autumn. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. If you have a local homeschool story that you would like to share, check us out at localhomeschoolers.com. Special shout out to our sound design by Devin Bowman. Tune in next week to hear our latest episode.